In this episode of Novel Predictions, Allison rates Kales's pick higher than Kales does. But hey, I think that having two of those, which, uh, uh, both are mine, by the way. <laughs> I will um, say, though, okay, but pause, because you are kind of an ass. And so, like, I don't what? know if you would ever give a book that I gave you five stars, because you're very critical. Like, I'm a lot less critical than you are. I mean, all the love in my heart, but... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know that that's true. Welcome to Novel Predictions. I'm Kales, and this month I reread This Mortal Coil. And I'm Allison, and I read it for the first time. And what did you think? I fucking loved it. Ah, all the squealing, all the amazeballs. This is, this is, I'm so happy. Seth is going to lose his goddamn mind. It was so good. Ah, it's so good. Um, welcome to Novel Predictions, which is a podcast where we reread books um, and force our friends to read new ones. So each month, one of us picks a book that we've read before and uh, a book that our friend has not read. We force them to read it. The first episode is the predictions episode where we read a little bit of the book and the new reader has to predict what they think is going to happen. Then the second episode of the month, which this month, February, we read This Mortal Coil by Emily Suveda. Um, and Allison was the new reader. Mm-hmm. She and I get to review what we thought, and we get to review how her predictions went, um, which were pretty good. Uh, yeah, they're like the best we're predictions go- I think we've ever done. I think fucking ever, which we're gonna go over. But I want to start by hearing how much you loved this book because this is also like a novel predictions first, and like loving. I think the word love has never been used before. Yeah, it's at least very rare. Yeah. Um, this book was super brutal. Oh my god, it's hard. Uh, I didn't real. I oh my god, that was such a hard thing for me. And I and listening to I it too. To it, yeah, I listened oh. to the whole thing. Um, I finished it's a great it. audiobook. It's a super good audiobook. I probably actually only like I finished it in four days worth of listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and basically. The story was really compelling because there's this crazy plague and, you know, you get kind of thrust into this world where people are dying and exploding and you have to be a cannibal to prevent yourself from getting infected. And then at the same time, there's all this really high tech gene hacking going on. And it was it's very... It's very unique. I mean, I feel like it, in terms of dystopian worlds, it kind of turns a lot of things on its head. Yeah, it really does. Um, but it also keeps that structure of like evil seeming government slash corporation versus like small contingent of rebels. But then like who's really the good guys in the situation kind of thing. Yeah. And it ends up making the villain the person you thought was the good guy the entire time. Ah. <laughs> so, and I mean, I think it's just really well written. She's such a good writer. Yeah. The writing, like you, so compelling. I just feels like the book never slowed down. Yes. Yeah. It never dragged. But it also didn't feel like, wait, I'm, I'm so distracted by all these different things happening. I can't figure out what's going on. Right. Like, I read some books like that. Like, I, I just started reading um, Children of Vice and Virtue, and it reminded oh. it reminded me of how Children of Blood and Bone, which is a very good book, it is, like, constant motion, but it's kind of disconcerting. Yeah. And it doesn't feel that way in this mortal coil. It's very fluid. It makes sense, like, the direction we're going it doesn't feel like we take side quests just to make the book longer or anything like that. And I think she also does a good job of not hitting you over the head with the tech stuff in terms of, like, you can understand it. Like, it's not – it's it's a little bit like The Martian in that you're, like, trying to keep up with the science of it. Yeah. And that's – honest to God, my hardest part of this book is just the tech jargon because sometimes I got lost in it. But Yeah. Well, and you don't like that I don't. aspect of sci-fi anyway. I don't, but, but 
I still could understand what was going on. Yeah. And I still kept up with everything. And she didn't bore me with it. It just was a lot. And um, even reading it this time, I was like, oh, it's it's a lot of tech. But it was still really, really, really good. And listening to it, I think, is a whole different experience than actually reading it. Like, it becomes more visceral. Yeah, there was a couple of points where things were happening. I think um, one in particular that really... I literally had like a physical like reaction to was when she's cutting out her panel Ugh. and like doing self-surgery basically. And there's this description of blood and gore in such a way that I could like feel it. And yeah. it, I <laughs> was at work and sitting in my office with my two office mates, trying not to like gag like out loud Ugh. so that they were like, what the fuck's going on? But I was sitting there like cringing, like holding myself because of this thing. And I was like, okay, just get it over with. Just get it over with. Oh my gosh. And it's so, because it's so intense. It's too. so intense. Like she brings it like as a writer, the stakes she brings to a situation is so awesome because she really makes you feel like it's the only option that like yeah. in that moment, the only thing that Kat do is, can do is cut out her fucking panel. And Cole is having this terrible time with it because he's supposed to protect her and she's being hurt. And this whole, like it, oh my gosh and they can't go get Dax and well and then it's just, when Dax ugh. is there he like forgets Fox about her up. and like almost she almost dies she almost bleeds out on the floor because he's like looking reading code because he's so like into enthralled in that and she does a really good job her character work is amazing um, oh my which gosh I appreciate a lot because that's you know I read for character and I think the plot she built is super strong and very compelling which I'm sure is is amazing but also is great like for you because you're a plot reader i'm such a great plot reader and yeah. she just takes you on this journey and don't get me wrong i love these characters too like Lobin and yeah and i mean cat is a great heroine i think she i think she's a little wishy-washy sometimes but like she's being thrown in 17 different directions and i think like her emotional wishy-washiness totally makes sense yes um like i buy it um and, and she's I, fucking like her whole brain is fucked up like she i know like she's wishy-washy and you don't realize have any like context for that like i think i said in the first episode like she's making some very wishy-washy decisions like why yep. is she running away from cole whenever she's knocking him out and i'm like oh because she's known him her, her entire life and just doesn't know it i know like that's insane shit like it's super crazy and looking back on those moments of like where i was annoyed with her I see that it was purposeful yeah, in a really amazing way. I mean, it's just beautifully written. I immediately um, put on hold the next two books, so I will be finishing I have this the, series. I have the second one already for audiobook, and yeah. I'm already listening to it because it's so badass. I'm like, waiting and- for the second audiobook. Um, the third one already came in, and I was like, no, damn it, this is the wrong order. I might have the audiobook, which is might be why I can't renew it. <laughs> I only have like five days left on it, I think. Um, and I'm not finished because I got it and I was like, oh, it'll be enough time and I can renew it. And I can't renew it. It might be because you have a hold on it. That wouldn't that be funny? I'm not sure which library um, it's from, but yeah. I can't remember mine either, but it it is so good. And I'm, I know why I didn't continue the series before. And it's because I read it right when it came out. I looked at my yeah. Goodreads and this is actually the first book that I've read that I like have had on my blog before and that I've like am reviewing within the certain amount of time that I've been a book reviewer and been a book blogger like chronicling that mm. so it was really odd that I picked it up and I was like oh my blog is mad at me because I have the a blog post of the same title and I was like oh that's right because I only read this book two years ago right well it's two two and some change but still it it is um just I God, know why it's I didn't so fucking good. I know, I know why I didn't go and read it right away because there wasn't a book right away. Yeah, but now I'm gap. like, yeah. And so now I get to pick it back up and just blaze through the series and I totally understand why Seth is excited about it except that Bozo has not picked up the third book yet and if he doesn't, almost steal it. <laughs> if he doesn't finish it with enough time. So this is your warning, babe, cuz he did tell me he listened to the first review episode. He listened to the preview episode, the predictions episode. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, you better fucking finish because I'm going to steal that book from you. I know where it's at. I know which suitcase it's sitting in. Yeah. Anyway. Just <laughs> as I I just it's such it's so what's What's nice about it too is that it feels very familiar because you obviously you did really well on your predictions. Yeah, I did. 
so it's like very familiar in terms of dystopian sci-fi YA but at the same time it feels so different because the world is crafted really well it doesn't feel tropey to me like even the love triangle like didn't pan out right like I was so happy about that yeah yeah, it was, I don't know. I, I was a little scared that it was going to be like really a love triangle. And then I was like, oh, I'm so glad we realized that Dax is not actually worth worth yeah. anything to you mm-hmm. like real quickly. Even before she found out all the shit about her being Jim Bay and all these things. And I also I want to credit the author, too, because I think there are a lot of familiar things. But in like you said, it does feel really unique despite those things. Yeah, But I also think the reason I did so well on my predictions is that she plotted this story so well and dropped those hints early. early. But it was not in a way like if I was just reading it, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, like that's a thing or that's a thing that I can like predict the rest of the story with. But because of our format, um, yeah. I picked up on them. So I think it's really the reason it was so easy for me to predict is just because... It's really well built. It's so well done. Like you could just picture this world and I'm so excited to see how it continues. You know what I mean? This whole like cliffhanger we were left on with Agnes and the dad not really being dead and this, it was so just delicious for lack of a better word of just, (laughs) I want to sink my teeth into it and it makes me very much want to go read the rest of it because it was just so good and um and like I said really for me it's only the tech jargon and part of me wants to bump because I had it at four out of five stars and I this would be one of those ones that I would give it like a 4.5 but I'm still leaning towards and I'm like you know what fuck it like I'm just I want to give it a five because it it just it's so good and it has a 4.15 on goodreads to this day it still has that high of a reading like that says something yeah but she's still considered mid-list. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, I get... I I mean, I remember when this book was published, like, it was marketed mid-list. Yeah. Ugh, I know. I literally, but... after I read it, I recommended it to everyone. I recommended it at work. You did? Yeah, I recommended it at work. And Kelsey read it at the same time. Oh my gosh, she texted me. <laughs> The panel part, I wanted to say that, that I, I she texted me during that panel part. She was like, oh, my God, now the doctor's evil and she's cutting out her own panel. And Kelsey gave it a five out of five stars, too. Yeah. So she finished it the day before I did. So we like talked oh my about gosh. it the whole time. Yeah, I got to go back and give it five. I think, like I said, I gave it four the first time. And maybe it's because I didn't listen to it. I like, think the audio, the narrator is really great. She's amazing. And I think listening to the tech jargon is not as hard as reading the tech jargon was for me. Yeah, because you hear the pronunciation and you're like, okay, that's a word. Exactly. I don't have to like yes. parse it. Yeah. Like they're really good audiobooks. I would definitely recommend it. If you got a, a, a strong stomach, because there are some, yeah. man, they get ripped the fuck open. She yeah. does not go easy on these characters. Yeah. She's like describing like pockets of fat in your muscle tissue like as oh you're cutting gosh. yourself open and it's just horrifying but it makes it- and her bone and her tendon sticking out uh, when that magnet pulls apart her knee at the end yeah 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 like i there was a lot of that but it's also it's not gratuitous like it's purposeful no. and i think that's what makes it worth it because i'm not really one for gore um yeah. in books or any kind of media but it wa- doesn't it's important to the story yeah. yeah and it doesn't feel like unnecessary gore like it right. doesn't feel like quentin tarantino blood spatter exactly it feels like it's this it's hard to describe because it's so intense all the time and you don't think that it can be that intense but she gives you just the right amount of breath and just the right amount of chapters where they're going through a decent disinfectant shower yeah. and Lo- loban's like threatening her about something you know what i mean just enough relief and then she goes on to a scene where she's cutting out her fucking panel like yeah and i and i oh my gosh i really want to talk about real quickly like cole's journey of finding out she's junbei because shit Mm -hmm. like shit that's oh that poor man yeah because he's like falling in love with this girl but is also feeling all this guilt for not he feels like he's betraying the girl he loved before and then he finds out that they're the same person, 
which is oh my like gosh. absolutely insane. And I did actually guess it like four chapters before it happened. Yeah. And Kelsey, I like said to Kelsey, I was like, she's fucking Jimbe, isn't she? And she gave me a look like, just yes. go read the book. Don't ask me questions. But, um, but yeah, so like that whole, the him discovering it and then her discovering it and have to, having to accept it mm-hmm. was so emotionally like wrenching and, then and just this satisfying ugh. too. Cause then you're like, oh, but like everything's good and you can love each other. It's, it's true. It's so true. And it's, but, but like she has this whole identity crisis about like, I'm not Junbei, but I am. And this, this just great identity crisis that feels so real that you're like, yes, this is exactly how I would feel if I were in this situation of my brain has been manipulated. I was tortured as a child. I was yeah. originally Asian, like this whole, yeah, <laughs> like other side of my basic DNA has been completely stripped. And it also makes you question literally everything because she's like, I created false memories. I had this whole other life and it, ah, oh, it's so well done. Well, that and the other thing that I'm still like intrigued by because we didn't get an answer for it is when she tracked Jim Bay's like code yeah it was like bouncing all over the world and so i wasn't sure if that is like her father scattered her code and so like that's actually hers like it's actually cat's code Mm -hmm. that's bouncing or if somebody else is using it or like what the fuck is going on there because that's that's another thing that and the dad still being alive and agnes fucking tracking him um are things that make me like really anxious to read the next book I know. It's so, oh God, I just, I think about how much more she can do with it. Mm -hmm. And like we were, we were left on such this cliffhanger that like, it's not over. It's not done. And the fact that he has that orange thing that he can control everybody else's panels and they just like shoot and kill each other. Yeah. He like turns, he activates their instincts and their rage instinct. Like that's terrifying. Yes. Like, that's worse than zombie apocalypse to me. Oof. It's it's the right kind of scary and yeah. the right kind of visceral. And it just is so, um, just uh, so hits you. Oh, it hits you. Yeah. Visceral is the word I keep using. Yeah. And it's so true. So true. It's one of those I think books it, where you can't, like, I can't sit still when I talk about it. Like, I'm, like, no. moving a bunch and, like... Because I felt it so deeply, like all the yeah. things that happened. And the romance with Cole was really great, like, and built in a way that I was really happy with, even before he knew she was Jimbei. And I was really, like, satisfied with him as a character. He's a really, like, good, per- like, guy. I'm really, I don't have any issues with him. I know, me too. He didn't give me any flags either. Right. And which he could totally done, because he's a soldier and he's, like, this hyper-protective whatever but it's literally like coded into him and he like tried he like has had several conversations with her about like i'm gonna like remove myself so that i don't stop you from doing this and like yeah you have your own agency and because they've been abused their entire lives so he knows how taking somebody's agency away feels and i just thought it was really amazing I'm anxious to meet the other girls. Yes, I'm like too. 99% sure that we're going to get at least one of them, uh-huh. especially because they kept mentioning, I think Amanda or Amber is her name. The, the it starts trans- with an A. I don't remember. It starts with an A. Yeah, but that one has been based somewhere else. She's in California. And then the other girl escaped. Mm-hmm. So I'm really anxious to see when and where they pop up because you know it's got to be the five of them are going to like come together and kick his ass, you know? Yeah. Ugh. It's got to be the five of them together somehow, I hope. Um, oh, man. And he's so creepy. What a great antagonist. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem too, or not the problem, but like what makes it so, what makes me hate him so much is that you literally spend the entire book like following his instructions and yeah. doing this for the greater good. And like, he is the one who was fighting this evil conglomerate concorporate corporation. And then you find out that he's just fucking insane. Oh my gosh. And yes. Like basically true evil. 
Like he, he thinks he's doing well, good by wanting to just basically wipe the slate clean on humanity. Right. Like that's insane. Like he, like he, fucking he, he Noah wants to Ar- alter everyone. Ugh, I know. Mm. Like and like he's doing to Cole. So we see an example of what that looks like when you don't necessarily have control over your own instincts and it's terrible. He's the worst. I know. He's awful. And Dax is just a little mini shithead, too. Dax is just, like, so fucking self-centered that... Oh, I know. And I... When she fucking bit his ear off... Oh! I... (laughs) I, like, screamed. I, like, screamed in my car. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's insane. I know. And I'm sure he's gonna come back and be all, like... He's going to totally, be fixed. Yeah, he's going to totally align. This is my prediction for the next book. I know. <laughs> we need to, what we need, we need to have like a bonus, our like next bonus episode for our like three Tuesdays or something has got to be like us reading, like predicting and reading the next ones in these series because we're just obsessed now. Yeah. Well, because he's absolutely going to go join Dickhead Dad. Do you think so? I do. Or do you think he's going to stay with the skies? No, I think he's going to, I think he's going to join the dad um i i think so because now he's like fucking i bet he's fucking like anti-cat now i'm sure but see in my head he had such that like he took such credit for the vaccine and stuff that i think that if the dad's alive it fucks up everything he wants because he really thinks the dad is dead so i'm thinking that there's going to be three entities here it's going to be the skies terrorist organization the dad and then the five mutant children. Do you think Cartaxis has any, like, play in this, though? I think Cartaxis and the Skies are going to be, like... Aligned. The line. I think they're going to be, like, the government organization and then the two rogue agents of it. Because I think yeah. that the union between Cartaxis and the Skies is true. Yeah, that was surprising to me, too. Oh, yeah, that was the one thing that I think, like, you didn't call. And we'll no. get into your predictions more later. But, like, you never mentioned the skies yeah, as a I part of your of predictions. Yeah, I didn't think important. Yeah. And I think they played a huge role. They remind me so much of that District 13. Yes. In Hunger Games. I had the same thought. Yeah. The same woman, the same kind of crazy, we got to take over the government. We're going to use this figurehead. God, I wanted her to shoot her in the face so bad, but what are you going to do? Um, you know, and I I love that she has, like, such a such a cat has such a great moral compass, even though she's been so abused. Um, like, in a weird way, the dad wiping her clean gave her this, or, like, giving her new memories kind of gave her this different kind of agency. So not only does she have the revenge underneath her, but she has this better moral compass, than she might have if she was just abused the whole time. Yeah, because it sounds like she was, when she was Jimbe, she was, like, wild and... Oh, yeah, she killed, like, 14 guards trying to escape but, that one time. But and did like did she? Because they were saying that... Oh, that's right! Yeah, because oh. yeah. they were saying that the program she used to escape killed 14 guards. And, like, pretty sure that Lachlan did that. Because then mm-hmm. he, like, used it as a... But like any of any of her memories are true. Like it's anything we're gonna get from her real anymore. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I don't know. If, I wonder if they're gonna find a way to like undo her memory block too, like all the way because she's been getting snippets or whatever. Yeah. But I wonder if they'll like find a way to undo it all the way. Oh, it's just so creepy too that like she's his favorite and like mm-hmm. is the one like the daughter of it it's just so uh it's so impactful and i i do i just want to listen to the audiobooks again and like really dive back into this world because i'm so anxious to see how does this turn out like oh god poor cat that part reminds me the like whole you're my favorite and like therefore i'm i love like all this is out of love but it's really very abusey and terrible abusey and manipulative and awful yeah it reminds me a little bit and not even a little bit a lot of um some characters in the Ten Thousand doors of january and what the fuck is that book it's really good it's um it's adult oh you've told fantasy. me about it yeah but it's like a portal fantasy but um there's that same dynamic and like it's just as creepy <laughs> in any situation <laughs> so and i like when i was reading this mortal coil i saw it and i was like oh no like 
oh, I hope that's not what this is. And then it was. It wasn't. Yeah. Or it was. But yeah, I um, I think it's safe to say that this is our favorite book that we've read and reread. I can't remember giving a five stars to anything else. Yeah, maybe you're right. And both of us giving it five stars because I just changed mine. Because I was like, you know what? Four star, four out of five stars was when I was a little bit meaner on Goodreads. <laughs> and I didn't realize how Goodreads impacts publishing so heavily, um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I can't remember another five star. Yeah, I'm looking. but I And I know, I know that there's no way each of us have given a five star. I don't uh, think that's the same ever book? happened. Yeah, I don't think so. No, that has not happened before. Um, but whether or not we each gave like a five star to one of our old reads, I can't remember an old read. We gave the hate you. We both gave the hate you give. Hate five you stars. give five stars. Okay, that's fair. Which but that's a really good book. It's very good. But it's also like so distinctly different. Yes. I think than anything else. And I think we so. gave it five stars for very different reasons than this, but I think, than this book. Yeah, I agree. I think. But hey, I think that having two of those, which uh, uh, both are mine, <laughs> by the way. I will um, say, though. Okay. But pause. Because you are kind of an ass. And so, like, I don't what? know if you would ever give a book that I gave you five stars. Because you're very critical. Like, I'm a lot less critical than you are. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, all the love in my heart, but... <laughs> Yeah, I am. But you know that that's true. And no, you, I do. And you didn't give this book five stars originally. So, like, think about it I didn't. in that way. Like, I didn't. But and this is, like, one of my favorites. Yeah. No, you're right. You're so probably I, very right. I think there's a statistic, like, asterisk a, there. Because, yes. <laughs> because I'm more likely to give a book five stars. Regardless, yes. I'm still really glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I, I love torturing you, but I also I think what's really important about this podcast is introducing each other to new books yes. and to new fiction. And I'm really glad that I got to share this one with you and that now we can share the rest of the series together. Um, because I think that'll be fun for us just as friends, yeah. whether it's um off the record or on the record. I I'm excited to talk about this book. Um and I'm excited to talk to Kelsey about it and Seth. And it's just a nice little anomaly in our, like, personal world as well. Yeah. Yeah. So shall we get into your predictions? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm so impressed by these. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. It's I was thinking about it as I was reading it. I was like, God damn, Allison did such a good job. And even Seth said it, too. He was like, she did really, really well. Yeah. When I was reading, every time I would hit a story beat that was part of my predictions, I was like, fuck yes. I did so good. Yeah, you did. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, you really, really did. So here on Novel Predictions, we have a series of questions that we give the new reader to try and guide them in their predictions. That's about seven or eight questions. And we're going to go over Allison's answers. Mm -hmm. Talk about how right or wrong she was. Nine times out of ten, we suck at this, but yeah. this one actually was pretty good, so I don't know how we're going to make fun of it so much, <laughs> except Allison's just going to be like, ding, 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 like, point, I'm point, amazing. point. Uh, there's a couple things, but most of it's very good. But most of it is very, very good. So mm -hmm. the first question that we ask uh, is, does the MC fall in love? Allison said, she and Cole are going to fall in love, but it's obviously at this point kind of a contentious relationship. Um so it's kind of yeah, have an, an enemies to lovers vibe. Yes. Yes. You did say that she was already in love with Dax, but she will and fall in love with Cole. Which is and true. Da which is true. And Dax is a villain. Which and it's which I would argue is true. And it is an enemies to lovers vibe, which is very true. Very true. Yeah, because she like literal enemies to lovers. Yeah, she does not want Cole to be in her life for most of this book no and she's which is also really kind of cool because she's so honoring of that relationship yeah with him and Junbei, like until it reaches desperate points yes but the other thing i love about this is that normally i have such a hard problem with these relationships that go so fast like it's three or four fucking days and she's like ready to sleep with him yeah but it's not three or four days <laughs> Right. It's been it's a, a goddamn lifetime. lifetime. It's a lifetime, and the situation is so intensely stressful. Yes. That even then, you're like, I mean, I kind of get it. You've been through hell and back together already just in this short period of time, not considering all of your, like, probably hormonal memories or whatever, like, right. of each other. So. Yeah. No, it, it's funny how, like 
intense situations like that change it. And then when the real world happens, we just don't know. You know what I mean? It makes me think of like The Bachelor or this brand new terrible dating show that I'm watching on Netflix called Love is Blind. And they like these people literally got engaged without ever having seen each other. They like meet in these pods and like talk. Yeah, it's fucking true. And so then now the whole point. So there there's like five engaged couples. I think two of them have already fallen apart. And they, like, went on a honeymoon to Mexico, and then now they get to, like, go back in the real world, and they're all supposed to get married in four weeks. It's really terrible. Um, and But I think about, like, the fact that they really think they're in love in these, like, intense situations when literally they're not at work. They have no, like, bills. They're, not, they're literally living in these, like, isolated places and only talking to these people. It's just so it, – It's intense. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So intense for different reasons. But, yes, you were 100% right. She does fall in love. But She's, she was already in love. Yeah, but kind she didn't of. know it. So she's like, but but she like re-fell in love with him. She did. You know yeah, what I mean? Because he could have been an ass. She fell in love with him like fully as Kat and then they, and he fell in love with her and yeah. then they figured out that she was Jim Bay and it just like strengthened it, I think. Exactly. And like, because he was drawing her and he, you know, was talking about how it's been two years and Jung Bay is different and like, yeah, she is. Yeah. She literally thinks she's an entirely different person. Um, Cool. What tropes do you think you'll see? Allison said, I think we're going to see the former former lover is the bad guy. I don't know if that's actually a trope, okay. but you know what I'm saying? Which, I, think it, I think it can be. I always predict that. I predicted it with the selection, too. So you got pretty much these completely true. Um, you said enemies to lovers, mm-hmm. which is true. Former lover is the bad guy, which, like, Dax is not the bad guy, but he just doesn't. He's, like, neutral. Like, he's. He's very yeah. self-centered and not – he doesn't help them, really. Yeah. He, like, makes it harder for them a couple of times. And then also, like, um, she almost dies because he's, like, just fucking ignoring her while she's bleeding out. Like, yeah, he's not a good guy. And I also think he will probably be worse. I think so, too. And I think we're going to find out more about him, you know? Probably. Like I, I, you know, he just kind of shows up. Well, it sounded like – um to me, it seems like Lachlan got him to come to the cabin to, like, distract her from yes. memories, you know? Absolutely. fucking lootly So that's fucked up, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this is the man that took babies and created them and then experimented on them and blah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then, but you also said pure dystopian, which I think is 100% true. Yeah. Um, you said the hero is broken in some way, but it's all a lie trope. Yep. Which is so true with her hypergenesis. Yep. Yeah, because oh they were. I, whenever she was like, whatever, try, cutting her panel out because of her hypergenesis, I was sitting there like, she doesn't fucking have hypergenesis. This is all going to be for nothing. Yeah, like, I'm so upset right now. And then she finds out that that's true, and we just but went she, through that scene of her mutilating herself. But it was still so intense. It was still like you knew that you're like, you don't have hypergenesis. You're wanting to scream it because you're halfway through the book. Yeah. And you're like, you're not going to die. But at the same time, it's still so well written that you just are at this heightened level the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then they talked about the where the doctor at the beginning taking her module or whatever and giving it to oh, his wife and how his yeah. wife died because of it. Yep. Because of the hyper fake hypergenesis module. Like, yep brutal like super yeah. fucking brutal yeah that whole doctor scene is brutal yeah but i thought it felt did a really good job of like centering you in this doggy dog kind of world i think so too it really brought it to home like everyone is out for themselves you can't trust them exactly yeah i thought that was really good yeah you also said absentee father loyalty and parental manipulation mm. if parental manipulation if i ever fucking saw it yeah, like the most parental manipulation of all time right like physical mental emotional manipulation out the wah fucking zoo yeah um cool uh is there a mentor if so who and how did they meet allison said so, if anything, I would probably say that her father is her mentor, but, like, he's already out of the picture. Like, she's already been mentored. Uh, what yeah, it- you you said that the father was, like, her mentor in coding. Like, he already mentored her and that he's not there, but his influence was on her. Which is true. Yeah. So, you, so you, you were like, he's the mentor, but he's not, like, an active mentor. And I don't feel like she had a mentor. 
No, I agree. Because it wasn't about her learning something. It was about her... It wasn't about a journey, like, towards a new skill. It was about a journey finding who out, out who she really is. Yes, exactly. So how would you mentor that? It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think... I, I just don't think this was a mentor yeah. story. Yeah, I agree. At all. Who's going to die? Allison said. Like I said, I'm super on the fence about whether or not the dad is dead. Okay. I feel like it would be not impossible for him not to be dead and for Cartaxis to like be forcing him to do this thing. So you said lots of convenient death, uh-huh. which obvi. Um, <laughs> there's a lot said, of death in this book. There's a lot of death in this book and a lot of mutilation and a lot of violence and a lot of just blood and gagging and blah. Um, you said Agnes is not dead, but she will die later. So you were thinking like later in the series she might die, which we don't know that for sure. But right. she, we know she's definitely still alive yes. at this point, which was also correct. Damn, you're doing so fucking good. <laughs> um, there's like nothing to make fun of. It's just like, yes, you were right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and then you were like, you were like, I'm on the fence about whether or not the dad is dead, which I I think is 100% valid because yeah. I think as readers were like the dad's not dead but in the book they're they fully really convinced make, they're totally convinced yeah, nobody it makes a lot of dead. sense yeah yeah like there's no hint of him not being dead until the very very end right um and then you said dax will probably die um which is not true nope. he does get his ear ripped off <laughs> bitten um, off yeah bit bitten bitten off fucking disgusting. and i love but like you can still taste it on your tongue yeah. when she's like talking about it. she opens up the new chapter because she ends the one chapter with i ripped his ear off yes and, and then she starts that new chapter and you're like i want to scrape my tongue off yeah. like it just is yeah it's like so disgusting I feel like this podcast is just, like, full of me making weird noises. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, what? Um, but, yeah, so I, I think I think the biggest win out of this prediction was the Agnes part. Because yeah. that was – it was pretty cool how she came in at the end. I am lie. very glad that she's been doing something the whole time. Because I yeah. was a little afraid we just, like, forgot about her, you know? Like, it was just kind yeah. of a pothole that she's disappeared. So I'm very glad she got brought back in at the end and she's been fucking tracking Lachlan and she knows more than she's let told her ever, obviously. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm hoping that reunion is very insightful. Yeah. I'm also kind of hoping that like, there's some sort of like, I was a nurse in the lab. I know who you are always kept an eye yes. on you. Yeah. Shit. yeah. 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 Same. I hope she knows that she's Jim Bay and yeah. like knew that she couldn't tell her because her, whole system would like whatever break right she would yeah well because she would get the migraines right you know what i mean yes. when she would try to remember too much and i think that was a really good plot device too because she got one right when cole showed up mm-hmm. that yeah. had been boiling and then when he mentioned joan bay that was when she was like i have a headache um it was just it was so good um and then um okay you this is <laughs> god i fucking hate you how good you did um Oh, God damn it. I'm reading your notes and I haven't even announced them yet. All right, here we go. This is the hardest question we give and it is, what's the twist? Allison said. All right. I think that she was like, I don't think that her mother ever existed. I think that she was like grown. I think she's like a test tube baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she like already has talked about how much she looks like her father and like all these traits, but she hasn't mentioned that she looks anything like her mother and like, she never met her. Like she has no living memory of her mother, um, at least from what I've gleaned so far. So I think she is like a lab experiment, and I think that's probably why. Something with that is why her dad has like limited her panel. I fucking killed this. You slaughtered this. Are you ready? Here are all my notes mm-hmm. that I wrote down. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You said. Cat is grown. She's not actually born. Uh-huh. She's grown. Ding. Correct. <laughs> her mom's the fucking virus. Um, you said it's why her panel's limited, but it's bullshit um, because to hide the fact that she isn't human, which she's she, human, but she's human, but she questions whether or not she's human. She's yeah. like, I'm made up of a virus and the fucking Lachlan. Like, right. what? 
Um, it shouldn't be possible. Um, she breaks through the firewall in her own body, which is part of the decryption process in the vaccine. True. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, very, very true. Um, then they follow the instructions to Canada, and there will be... Um, Oh, there will be bad guys from Cartaxis, and she will unlock Cole's memories, which this was the only yeah, thing. That's not right. Right. She unlocked her own memories, yes. not Cole's memories. But on the memory train, you were like, um, based on his memories, there will be some revelation about the world as a whole, which is true, that Lachlan and Cartaxis created the virus ahead of time, that she was a test subject for it, that she was created from it. It just wasn't Cole's memories. It was her memories. Yeah, because in the first section of the book, they talk about Cole having these memory blockers. Yeah. And I didn't... Which is total foreshadowing for hers. Really, dogs? (laughs) I didn't necessarily expect her to have a bunch of locked up memories, Um, but that hint made me think like, okay, well, something is being blocked here. Then you said that Cartaxis built the virus originally and was just cleaning up their mess, which is true because Lachlan built it on their behalf when he still worked for well, them. They, uh, they didn't build the virus because they found like a frozen guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They didn't build it. They, didn't they found build it. it. But they knew about it for 30 yes. years before anyone knew. Yes. So then it, claiming that it's an evil organization, which is correct. Um, you said Cole is right about her dad getting being in the fire, and Kat has been lied to. But Cartaxis is an evil organization, and her dad is not as shiny as he, she thinks he is. Mm-hmm. They get to the lab, they decrypt the virus, and they will get captured immediately. Dax or Dad will come into the picture. Wow. Yeah. Well, so that's all a little bit wrong, but very close to right. Very, very close. And then you said... Two endings. You're thrown into feels with zero hope as one. Or two, she's approached by the bad guy and actually an explanation for her, her existence. And there is an underground resistance that she's invited to join. Oh, <laughs> that's what happened pretty much. Yep. He was like, hi, you are this thing and you are the reason I want all these people to have gene manipulation and your body yep. is what we're going to do it with. And then she's like, no, fuck you. Yep. So that's. Yeah, you were, yes, mm. yes, to all the things. God damn it. Don't you, doesn't it make you think, though, like, how did she get this idea? Like, her background is in astrophysics. Yeah. <laughs> Where did this come from? And I feel like I probably asked her this three years ago, but I don't remember the answer. And I just want to know what goes on inside her brain. Yeah, I feel like the thing that makes this book so cool and also terrifying is that it doesn't feel like it would be that difficult for this to happen oh yeah like the idea of genetic manipulation and to the extent that it is in the book it doesn't feel like it's that impossible and the idea that a plague could take over the world is not seem too impossible either a coronavirus um right probably not spontaneous combustion but like no shit's wild like you, you who knows um yeah like france just confirmed their first death from the coronavirus which is the first one in europe or something shit like that yeah which isn't terrifying in the slightest yeah and so i think like there's a lot of factors and the way like the corporations basically just took over whenever everything went to hell and yeah how it's all kind of a big conspiracy theory like that all tracks with you know how we can see the world going if it goes bad so i think i wouldn't be surprised if there's a certain amount of like she knows a lot about science and they like things that people don't necessarily always see um in that world and saw like what would happen if these three dominoes fell yeah like that kind of thing but which is awesome like she did such a beautiful job depicting the idea of what would happen if these three dominoes fell yeah i completely agree and and she's such an intelligent human being like when you speak to her it's she's just so smart and it is really awesome that she's able to translate that very analytical side of her and is able to write yeah and be so creative with this language and these like just visceral pictures she puts in your heads that transcend your sight but that transcend and it like makes you your skin crawl and your tongue tingle and it's like you can smell the 
the blood in the air. It's so, oh God, it's even that first chapter is just so gripping. And now that I have read the rest of it and remembered the rest of it, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I can't wait to dive into the rest of it. Really. That's where I feel. Where I feel? That's, That's what where I, feel. I feel. That's where I feel. Um, <laughs> my heart is where I feel. Um, okay, so next question is, why is the story from the main character's perspective? Why are they important? Allison said. I think she's genetically weird, and therefore she can do a lot more than other people once she becomes unlocked. Right. And two, because she has connections to her dad and her dad is like such an important player to cartaxis this when you hit the nail on the head too was that because she's genetically weird and can do more when she's unlocked and she has a connection to her dad and her dad is important which while that was vague is still very 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 true yeah but the the idea that her she's genetically unique is like the point of the whole fucking story exactly like, in the end. like that's who she is is because of that so that, yeah i was and glad I- to get that one no, it's true. And and it's also, you know, why those five kids. Yeah. Cuz they're the ones that are that are grown, right? They're the only ones that survived. He said they like did a whole batch of them. Right. They were the only ones who survived with the virus being introduced. Which is in why utero. Yeah, which is why Lobin and Cole were immune. Well, but they I don't know if but that's my thing is I don't know if they are. Like cuz they have um, they already had immunity. They had the um, vaccine. Yeah. But is it like, was it just like, so that we it weren't suspicious that they weren't getting sick? I don't know. And has she been killing people for no reason? That's what I'm worried about. I mean, obviously she know? can't stop herself because of the wrath, but like. Yeah. Has she been dosing herself for no reason and she can't get infected? Oh my God. Wouldn't that be awful? I would not fucking put it past her though. Like. Oh God. That I would know. absolutely be up this author's alley to just be like fuck you guys she's been doing this horrible thing for two years for no reason well because she does it's just it's what's so fascinating is that she does still have this moral compass because like she wants to save those eighty thousand people right that's why she jams the thing into her leg oh god so that they could jumpstart the the whatever you know what i mean that scene and i know right but see you're doing that visceral reaction again of like it was so brutal and she could have just right she could have just left them to die but she didn't. And what I love is that, like, in a weird way, she f- created this character that still has some sort of moral ground to stand on in this world that has lost its morals with the lurkers and the doctor and this doggy dog mentality. But yet yeah. there is this girl that gives us this sense of hope of that, even though she's eaten the flesh of other humans and has, you know, lived on her own for two fucking years during all of this, that she still has some sense of right and wrong. Well, and it's interesting too, because I feel like Jim Bay is portrayed as this hyper protective to the point of like hurting anyone who would, you know, threaten people she loves kind of thing. And you don't see that as much with Kat. No. Cause like Jim Bay fucking stabbed a nurse with scissors when she tried to give Cole an injection or something oh that's right yeah, yeah. and then but cat is not like, I don't know. like that it doesn't seem and so it's very interesting i think it's going to be really cool to see her kind of consolidate who she was and barely remembers and who she is well and also too because lachlan says he gave her his mind right. and if he did then like where does her moral compass come from because He's a fucktard. Like he's, yeah, he's got he's the worst. He's, yeah, like if he if she really had his mind, wouldn't she think as logically as he does about human life? Well, and it seems like she does understand his logic. Like whenever he's talking to her, she's like I get what he's saying, but at the same time, but she doesn't choose it. Right, she has her her morality outweighs the logic where his cannot. So I don't know. That's just a really interesting like nature versus nurture Jung Bay versus cat type of thing i don't know what to do with it yet and we'll probably get more answers but it's just interesting for me to think about right now yeah and then okay so last question was other thoughts whether what other stories does this remind you of i want to ask you this now before i reveal what your other answers were so it doesn't like and you probably remember them but 
does this what does the story remind you of now that you've read it in full it still gives me strong hunger vibe or hunger game vibes yeah um, especially with the skies being important like district 13 and that kind of stuff yes um it's less zombie apocalypsy mm-hmm. than originally thought it was going to be but i don't remember if i equated it to anything like that before. you said the fifth the fifth wave yeah no it's not like yeah. i mean it's dystopian in the same it's it, like yeah. travel-y but yeah that's about it I mean, it's right up there with Hunger Games in terms of dystopian for me. And I've read a lot. Like, I think about um, Darkest Minds. I think about Fifth Wave. I think about Divergent and, like, and Legend. And and in really, in my head, like, this one alongside Hunger Games really stand up there for me. Even above Uglies and, like, just, it's good. It's good. Well, and it, <laughs> it at first kind of reminded me of that one dystopian like post-apocalyptic book you had me read what was that one called the dust something about dust uglies no 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 no. not for this it was for um oh not a drop to drink yeah not a drop to drink it kind of reminded me of that in the beginning yeah but then it became like what you know way different and way different but Mm -hmm. the like idea of ouch yeah like the survivalist yeah notion and then this story just kind of evolved into so much more than that yeah something just way more interesting and have like so much more depth so much so that we're gonna want to read the sequels absolutely fuck to the yes so what did i say oh you said the fifth wave zombie stories blade runner it's still kind of blade runner i mean because blade runner is very have you seen blade runner nope blade runner is um there's like androids and but they're they used to Isn't be it? like servants but now they're being like hunted okay and so the person the main character of blade runner is a and he's like a cro- contracted killer of androids but there's like all this kind of tech that is yeah uh, it makes you question the line on like who is human oh okay you know like are these androids human enough to like like irobot Kind of, yeah, but they like look like people. Oh, okay. Um, like fully look like people. So I think the the gene tech is an interesting parallel Aspect of it. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only other thing you said was that, um, like your other thoughts was that you thought someone was going to get infected and there was like a race against the clock, which actually none of our main characters got infected. Yeah, it didn't happen, which is fine because a lot was going on. Yeah, but I, I'm a little surprised. But I guess they're yeah. all immune this is true and now everyone's immune but also maybe not going to be controlled very easily by lachlan so great oh good lord good <laughs> lord so five out of five stars huh yeah i yeah i am very happy you made me read this one it was brutal but your instagram good. post made me laugh so <laughs> hard when i saw novel prediction story which you should follow us on instagram and twitter at novel prediction we when I saw that, I was just like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry, but not sorry at all. Yeah. I, I was, was glad you were enjoying it. Yeah. I, like, took an extra break that day at work because I was like, I got to finish this fucking book. That's awesome. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it was amazing. And if you've listened to this whole podcast and not read this book, well, you, we've really and truly spoiled it for you. Yeah. There's, like, no. I, but fuck, yeah. it's still so good and you should still yeah. read it. Um. And I think it's, I mean, it's, like, should be on everyone's, like, if in, if you enjoy any kind of dystopian or sci-fi books and you like things that move very quickly along, it's so amazing. Yeah, I definitely have bumped it up to a five star. I put a shelf talker on it after I finished it because I was like, that we need to make sure that this book is recommended and it should not be mid-list. Yeah. But... I don't know how they'll ever make it a TV show if it's not, or a oh. movie, if it's not, like, rated R and on stars or something. Can you imagine Horrifying. if they wrecked it with, like, a, can you imagine if they wrecked it with, like, a CW series or something? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if they, like, CW'd this shit? No, it would be bad. Like, The 100, Vampire Diaries, Riverdale. Oh, good God. Oh, that would be awful. I mean, Riverdale is pretty gruesome. Or but not, but not. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'd have to be, like, HBO. 
yeah, it had got to be stars or something like that, you know? Um, and that they got to make it a TV show. I just think it'd be better. Oh, God, she leaves such good cliffhangers that it would be easy to cut it down. Or a miniseries. Yeah, a miniseries would be good. I could do an eight-episode miniseries on it. <laughs> well, yeah. now we've done and we've gone and planned all of our t- TV shows based on this book. Do you yes. want to know what oh. we're going to read next? How far are you going to pivot me in the other direction? Pretty far. Oh, God. Okay. We are um, still, we're sticking with YA. Okay. Um, I think our listeners like YA a lot, so we could stay there. Yeah. It is a historical fiction slash what? fantasy no. romance. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If you pull out a Libba Bray. It's I, not a Libba Bray. I wouldn't oh, do that to you. I don't. Thank God. I do not enjoy Libba Bray's writing, so. Oh, God. A historical fiction fantasy romance that I haven't read? LGBT romance. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It can't be that one. A Gentleman's Guide doesn't... I read Gentleman's Guide. Mm -hmm. Ladies' Guide doesn't have any fantasy in it. LGBTQ fantasy historical... What time period? That's a really great, great question that I... Do they travel through time? Can't answer. Um... Can't answer because you don't know or you don't want to give Can't it away? Can't answer because I don't know. Oh. Okay. Well, shit. I don't know. I don't have my books with me. They're all packed up. Um, it's uh, Victorian. <laughs> it's an alternate Victorian era. Another alternate Victorian era that you're giving me? Um, is it vampires? <laughs> no. Yes, this is true. Um, um, no, I don't know what it is. What is it? It is Timekeeper by Tara what? Sim. Do you know? Have, do you remember that one? I no. I have no. I, I can't even picture the fucking cover. All right. Here's the description. Ready? Wait. No. I thought we did the description in the second episode. I know, but do you want to hear it? No. I'll just. What does it look like on Goodreads? Who's the author? It's got a big clock on it. Well, Tara Sim. Tara. Time S-I-M. keepers. Timekeeper. Timekeeper. Time, one word. Timekeeper. Goodreads doesn't like that. Timekeeper, um, one word, Terrasim. There are so many timekeepers. <laughs> Timekeeper by Mitch Album. Timekeepers by Nikki J. Marcus. By Barbara Bartholomew. Trish Albright. Kevin E. Crop. It's one word. I can't no find S. it. Timekeeper, no S. Timekeeper, Mike E. Miller. Sharon Ledwith. Alexander Mortar. Firestarter. Oh, that's Terrasim. <laughs> Hold on. What the fuck are these covers? I don't even know this book. I swear to God, I've never seen this before. Oh my God, it's 400 fucking pages. Yeah, I really couldn't get you one shorter than that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I tried. I looked through all my books and was like, I don't want to read anything that's like super, all these short books I didn't want to read. So do they travel through time? I don't know. Who knows? They gotta travel. If there's a clock, they travel through time. There's no fucking way that they don't. There's no way. The last and line of three the of them description in is called A Romance That Will Shake the Very Foundations of Time. Yeah, they travel through fucking time. It's romance heavy. It's LG. I'm it's okay with that. a gay romance. It's female, awesome. female, or male, male? Male, male. Okay, cool. Chainbreaker and Firestarter are the other ones, which mm-hmm. are you more have highly rated. Oh, you just did it. I was like, you I just just to read. What's wrong? With I you? just I literally just did it. Um, so I could find it on there. I don't even know. I li- I don't reckon this. I, <laughs> well, welcome to another midlist YA that we can hopefully bring out into the light because it's very. Good. Oh, I, but oh God, I still feel like that. You're so good. You're the queen of picking books I've never fucking heard of. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> ah, okay. Um. God, I gotta get my hands on a copy of this one because when was it published? Because there's no fucking way Tattered has it's it right not now. That old, 2017. Yeah, they're not 16. gonna have that. They're not gonna have it. God, I'm gonna have to special order that shit. Okay, or maybe it's Use on the audio. Library. <laughs> oh, I'll live closer to Bloom Tree? Question mark. I'm moving. If you haven't told heard in this podcast, I have all of my books packed in boxes. My library is no longer a library. It is an empty room full of a bunch of empty bookshelves um, and boxes. It's quite sad. Um, but I'm moving closer to a library and closer to Allison, which is yeah, very exciting. Awesome. I know. So 
Um, that's my life update. We're going to read Timekeeper for March. Timekeeper by Tara Sim. Um, I have no idea how far we're going to read first, but we will keep you updated if you follow us on social media at Novel Prediction. And if you want to join our Goodreads book club and go and make some predictions of your own on this book, that would be fabulous over on Goodreads. It's just also, Novel Prediction book club. Allison, hmm. March is a three Tuesday is a five Tuesday month. Ooh, do we have a bonus episode? We might end up having a bonus episode, guys. Okay, well, we'll see what that looks like. Yep. <laughs> Who knows? We don't really plan these things. <laughs> we're, we're doing our best to keep on the schedule. Um, you guys are the ones that keep us honest. You're the ones who, you know, continue listening to our rambles and our rants and our exclamations of joy. Thank you guys so much for continuing to download and continuing to listen. Um, I, we really appreciate it. It helps if you could leave a comment uh, on wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating. We really appreciate it. You taking the time out. We know you have a lot of options when it comes to your entertainment, <laughs> whether it is streaming, audiobooks, podcasts, physical books, anything else. Thank you for taking the time. Now that I'm yeah. done sounding like an airport stewardess, yeah, we should sign good. off. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go I'm, for it. I'm, I'm Kales. <laughs> I know my name. I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye.